0: Just go to uh, Matthew 6:19 through21. How's everyone doing this morning? Whoo, Me too. It's been a great weekend, very productive weekend. I am loving my life in Christ every single day, uh, because I'll tell you what I fall, and I struggle. But God is there to lift me up. The the church is there to lift me up. My friends are there to lift me up. And there's no other group of people that I would rather be with on a Sunday morning than my church family. Amen. Let's just go ahead and uh, pray real quick. Lord Jesus, open up our hearts and open up our minds, mighty God, to to receive the word and to, to use my tongue, Lord, to express your word, to explain your word. Oh Lord, we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All righty. So Matthew 6 and 19 is my scripture today, going through verse 21. It's a very, this is is one of the most important things that we can learn when we are in the the Christian faith and it's understanding what treasures are and what they aren't. Because this world will tell you what a treasure is, but God will tell you what a treasure is. And his thoughts are not like our thoughts. His treasures are not the world's treasures. And we have to understand what those treasures really are. So lay not up yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, And where thieves do not break uh, break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Treasure. You may be seated. Understanding what, whenever we hear treasure, odds are we don't think about godly treasure. We think of like a treasure chest full of gold. (laughs) That's what I think of. Whenever I hear the word treasure, I think of like pirates finding treasure. I, I think about like sunken ships or going into a cave and, and there's a bunch of treasure everywhere and I'm rich. And I'm just physically rich. And, uh, and look at all this wealth. That's, that's what my treasure is. You know, treasure is the quality of, or the quantity or the quality of precious metals. How much is it worth per, per pound? Gems or valuable objects? Something that we keep carefully. If you think about it, as some of you lived in the world, or if some of you have jewelry now, your jewelry goes to a special place, a jewelry box. It's considered to be a safe place. If somebody has, uh, I know that I have a couple heirlooms in my family that my parents have uh, that are worth quite a bit of money, and they're in a safe. So we, we try to keep our treasure protected, safe. Treasure is something to be cherished, to hold dear, to prize, to value greatly, to adore, to love, be devoted to or to worship. That's treasure that's what treasure is supposed to be within the church. Something that you're devoted to, something that you prize, something that you're passionate about. Treasure. This world tells us that what our treasures should be. It spends 1 trillion dollars on advertisements and ads on things that you should buy on on how you should feel about what you're wearing on whether or not if you're beautiful or not or if you're in the the time period or not or it's trying to influence you on what your treasures should be do you have a nice car do you have a nice uh do you have a nice house Do do you have nice toys like boats and dirt bikes and all those wonderful things that men like women do you do you have those um do you have those expensive array of clothes and jewelry and and all the things that women like which I'm not too sure what they they like that's why I'm single but <laughs> Amen <laughs> But it, the world tells you have you have you ever been on your or you just been talking about something and Feel like Big Brother's watching all the time, but you're you're just talking about something. All of a sudden, you go on your computer, you go on your phone, and an ad pops up about the thing that you were just talking about, or you've been searching something on Google, something that you want, and then an ad pops up. They spend trillions of dollars in algorithms in trying to find out what you want to tug at the appeal of your carnality or your flesh or yourself for yourself because if I can grow yourself or selfishness that means that I can make more money or more profit and that's why there's so much money uh, in the ad world matter of fact if we look at a you know one of the biggest or the second largest search engine in the entire world is YouTube a lot of people don't know that but it has become such a huge place for revenue for companies that whatever you're searching, whatever you're doing, the ads that come on, they're, they're made and tailored specifically for you so that you will go onto their website and buy. Because you're like, hey, I've been looking for that. Hey, I am looking for that. I wonder how much these things cost. How many times have we uh, clicked on that stuff, you know, all the time. So your, your treasures, is it through our flesh or is it through our spirit? Are we being spirit led or are we being led by the flesh? Are we, be, are we allowing this world to tell us what our treasure is or are we allowing God and the word of God to tell us what our treasure is? Because if I'm not spending, if I'm spending more time reading and I'm spending more time uh, searching for things that are, are tangible and they're, they're things that I want personally within my life than I am in the word of God and seeking things within the word of God, then we're going to find out real quick what our treasure chest is filled of. And I do believe there is a balance here, but I also believe that you have to be spirit-led onto a lot of the things that are in our lives. And for an example, I need a computer. Do I need the fastest, baddest $8,000 computer desktop? No. Well, it kind of depends on what you're doing, but I don't personally. So I can get away with a $500 one. Do I need the best car? that I can possibly have. Trust me, I'm a huge car person. I want the best, but I have to know that I need to be modest in my living because that's one of the treasures that God tells us to live in. So we can use uh, Matthew uh, 6 through 19 through 21 to, to estimate what the, what the treasure is in the kingdom of heaven. What are these things? The things that we learn about are the treasure of God has to do with us as individuals and also the way that we act within the world and how we act with one another. What is a treasure to God? A treasure to God is simply the fruit of the Spirit, the way I I treat one another, how I exude my life in this world. What what do I I show this world? How am I Bringing people into the light of Christ, and how am I teaching this world how to live? So let, let's just kind of go there. Am I spirit led or am I carnally led? Some of the most important things that we have to exude in this world is what? Is number one, believing in God, understanding that the, one of the greatest treasures that we have on this earth is, is salvation. He died on the cross. That's where it all starts. If I don't believe in that, if I don't believe that Jesus Christ came in flesh, if I don't believe in the the gospel message, then I have no treasure whatsoever in heaven. I have to start there. Jesus Christ, he, he came for my sins. I acknowledge that. I am a sinner. I am a weak person. I have to repent every single day because I used to treasure something before I treasured that. And once my thought pattern changes once my priorities change once my passions change my treasure will change my heart will change the things that i seek after will change so what is spiritual treasure it is the eternal life salvation it is righteousness on the god it is godly character it is love it's joy it's peace it's long-suffering It's kindness, it's goodness, it's it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, it's meekness, it's self-control. Godly character is huge in the treasure of God. It covers all aspects of a spirit-led believer. The spiritual fruit which compares from living a life of of selfishness, or that comes away from living a life of selfishness into a life of selflessness. Do I live a life of selflessness? Do I live a life of selfishness? And what we'll find in most Christians is probably there's a balance there. The fruit of the spirit is produced in the heart of a believer who submits to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Submitting to the Lord of Jesus or submitting to the Lord Jesus Christ is, is the building block of what treasures are. Every kind conversation that you have with someone who doesn't believe or even someone who does believe. Anything that you're doing to build spiritual growth. Anything that you do in your life that, that forwards the kingdom of God. Anything that you do that builds up the church. These are all treasures that God cherishes in our lives. These are all things that we have to treasure. Getting down on your knees and and praying to God and and delivering your weaknesses up to Him. These are things that God treasures in our life. Showing our vulnerability, showing our hurt, showing our pain and and, and the things that we struggle with and and revealing them to God and being vulnerable to God. These These are things that He treasures within His people. Because if we don't reveal these things, if we don't Share these things with God. These are the things that will eat us and destroy us. These are the things that will, that, are, that will allow into our life and they'll begin to corrupt us. And they'll change who we are. Or from who we're supposed to be. When you get into that Bible study with that person and you start telling them about Jesus Christ. And they begin to, to understand and they catch the revelation just like you caught the revelation. They see, they see Jesus Christ as their Savior and that they are a sinner and all of a sudden they're like, yes, I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. And they begin to, 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 get, a bapti- or to get a Bible study on baptism and then a Bible study on, on the Holy Spirit entering their life and giving them power to change their life. These are the things that we should treasure, ultimately, is the value of a soul. It is the greatest treasure it is the greatest treasure on this entire world to god and when we start understanding god's treasures and what he values most they'll become our treasures the more we spend the more time we spend with him the more time we spend in the Word of God, the more time we spend in prayer with Him, the more He starts to work on us. He's only working on us so that we can, number one, we can live a saved life, but also so that we could show this world an example of how to be saved. Because if you are not part of God, then then there's only one other place that you can be, and I've been doing a big study on hell and, and what hell is, and we all know that it's not a pleasant place, but it's eternal it's an eternity. We can't even wrap our minds around it. I feel like I've been on earth for an eternity. It's eternal. Eternal treasures. Here we know that cars will rust away. I mean, how many cars have we owned throughout the year? How many houses have we been in? How many computers have we owned? It is everything here will perish away. Everything here will, will, will will go away, but His Word lasts forever. It is eternal. It was here before the world was, and it will be here after the world was. It is what it is, and it will say what it always says, and it will always express what God's treasures are to you. Finding out the, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. How many people struggle here with with Joy. How many people struggle here with peace in their life? How many people struggle with, with, uh, with anger, frustration? And you guys know what I'm talking about, the, the sinful nature. It's okay to anger. It's when we act out upon that anger. How many, how many times do we, you know, we just struggle with, with patience? My Lord, that's a, that's a rough one for a lot of people. I want it now, instant, being gratified instantly, I need it now, come on, God, hello, even in spiritual things, right, even in godly things, our patience is terrible, it's like, Lord, open the door for me now, and he's like, oh, no, no, I'm not opening it for you, the reason's because there's a process, there's a, there's a great process for you. And because what's beyond that door, if I open it for you, and what's beyond that door, you won't be ready for, and you'll mess it up. And I'm trying to protect you from that. That's what happens a lot of times. There's a process to, to a diamond. Does anybody here know how a diamond is made naturally? Not, not artificially, even though it's kind of the same process. It's just done a lot faster. How a diamond is made is, comes from a certain quart that we know, a certain type of coal. It takes thousands of years, and pressure, an unbelievable amount of pressure. That pressure causes heat. As, that, as the carbon builds up, the heat um, ends up crystallizing it. And I mean, it's several tons of pressure That goes on to a diamond. And once the diamond is formed, it it is known as the hardest substance. From the article that I was reading, I don't know if anything else has come out that's been harder. But it is known as the hardest substance on planet earth. Diamonds. A diamond. A lot of times I look at this, this cycle, this process, almost to a Christian's life. Because you have to remember... I don't want to draw the, the parallel but, um, of what jewelry is, but we are treasure to God. We are kind of like, a, you ever get called a diamond in the rough? Yeah, it's kind of what we are in God's eyes. And a lot of times we need to put, have pressure on our lives in order to shape us. A lot of times we have to go through failures and, and we have to go through We have to go through turmoil, and we have to go through tests. You have to have a test in order to have a testimony. We go through these things in our life that pressure us and crush us, and we get built back up. If you just look at the potter's hand and how the potter has to shape a vase or a vessel, he has to put pressure in areas of the clay in order to shape it, in order to produce something. And that's what happens when we are are trying to become the treasure unto God. And the Lord begins to pressure us and he begins to shape us and he begins to show us. But how does he do it? He, he does it He does it by putting us in a wilderness. He does it by putting people in your life. <laughs> how many people have someone in their life that they don't want in their life? <laughs> but also how many, how many people do you have in your life that you do want in your life and that you're better for it? He's shaping us. He's shaping us. And getting into his word and understanding godly character and treasure and experiences, having those experiences. Understanding and because of the experiences, I I know how to act. I I, I understand what I should do. I, I, really what it is is it, you, you have wisdom because of experience, right? If I know, if I have the same exact thing happening to me and I know the ending before I ever go through any of the turmoil because I already went through it, that's wisdom. Because look, it's going to end up like this and this is what you need to do. That's what wisdom is. It's a treasure to somebody else or your experiences. The things that you have gone through, the things that you that have caused you maybe some heartache and some pain, and then somebody else starts to go through it. Don't look at it as a curse, look at it as a treasure. Look at it as a teaching moment. Thank you, God, for giving me this experience in my life, no matter how terrible it may have been. But I can now give it to someone else and tell them what they should go through. Now we all know that nobody ever listens to, to good advice. And whatever they do with their life, they do with their life, but you have that experience. You have that treasure to give to someone else. We understand that the process of, of creating treasure, a jeweler, and what he does, he has to cut it up precisely. If you ever look at some of these diamonds or some of these rubies or some of these sapphires and, and some of these jewels, we see that what? They are shaped almost perfectly, symmetrically. They're, they're beautiful in creation. What God's trying to do in our lives. when He applies the blood to our life, when He applies grace to our life, when He applies mercy to our life, He is shaping us. He is carving away at us. We need to understand that every single one of us is a piece of treasure. All of us are in God's eyes. When we get up to heaven. Tell you what, I mean, the the word of God says that there's a crown up there waiting for us with jewels in them. Those jewels come from what? From treasuring what God treasures. What does God treasure most in this entire world? You, me, and lost. Every single person out there. He wishes not one to be lost but hell enlarges itself every single day due to the unbelief how much treasure will be lost in hell how much treasure will be lost and will be lost in the great in this in this great world that we live in because of the due to the unbelief due to people who turn their back on god we have to treasure the things that we have, we can't take this for granted, we can't take our doctrine for granted we can't can't take the thing that we believe in most for granted, we have to we have to protect this we have to hide this hide our you know hide the word in our heart we have to keep it safe you know we know what Fort Knox is whoo Fort Knox, it is a facility that is ringed with fences and is guarded by the United States Mint Police. The depository measures uh, or premises are within the site of Fort Knox, have a US Army military base. Not only is it protected by the Mint Police or police officers, it is also protected by the American military. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good protection. It allows the the military to provide protection. The depository is protected by layers and layers of physical securities, alarms, video cameras, microphones, minefields. <sighs> Couldn't imagine going through that. A minefield is there. Uh, barbed wire, or barbed wire, razor wire, electric fences, heavily armed guards. Uh, obviously the army that's there, including unmarked Apache helicopter gunships. The place is safe. So how do you protect your treasure? How do I protect the treasure that God has given me and he has instilled on me? When I was reading the word of God, what I found was how we protect the treasure is through the holiness of God. How do, I, how do I protect this thing that I have? Holiness. Holiness is a protection unto you, not only mentally but also physically with what we wear. And if our mental is right and our spiritual is right, then what we're, what we're doing here in holiness will match up. But if we are not pursuing holiness... If we are not pursuing these things, then what ends up happening in our life? What ends up seeping into my life? Corruption. The things of the world. And once the things of the world begin to enter into my heart, once the things of the world... And we see it within someone, let's say, who has been to church and they end up backsliding and and for some... I was actually just having this conversation not so long ago, but like people who are born in the church and live in the church and then they go out into the world, they're, they're like, for some reason, they're terrible at living for the world. And it's just because they don't know how to. They put on their makeup wrong. They, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen some of them. They, they, they don't dress like you're even in the world. Like they don't belong in the world. You can tell someone who is kind of a, a backslider a lot of times it's 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 kind of comical, I was actually on someone's Facebook who ended up backsliding, and I was looking at it and I was like, man, she lives for the world terribly <laughs> if if there's any way to say that, you know uh because all they knew was church but anyways it, it but notice what notice what the first thing that they get rid of is their holiness standards. The first thing that gets attacked is the thing that's protecting the most it's a, you know the, the beginning of a the Fort Knox of you is the holiness that guards your heart, it guards, your, your, or it guards everything around you, No matter depending on what type of security systems you have in your own life. And once that starts breaking down, a lot of things start breaking down. Sure, first it starts with the way that you dress, it starts with the way that you talk, obviously it started with the way that you think. And all of a sudden it starts with your purity and how impure you become. What you allow a woman or a man to do, whatever you allow into your life, you start becoming corrupt. You start living like the world. Now all of a sudden you're partying and you're doing some things that you're not supposed to be doing. And you start finding drugs, alcohol, and all these things that you were taught to stay away from. These boundaries, they become broken and all of a sudden you start becoming corrupt. And what instills in your heart is obviously the blackness of this world the darkness of this world all because our security systems were destroyed we allowed people to we we allowed things we allowed situations to come into our life and destroy what we held that we held so dear holiness protects you it is a weapon of warfare to fight the devil there is a reason why we spend a significant amount of time preaching holiness and righteousness. It is because we know according to the word, without holiness, we will never see the Lord. And through holiness, the Lord protects us. We claim that, that we're leading them to Jesus. But if we're not preaching holiness once we lead them to Jesus, then they'll never see How to protect their relationship with God. They'll never see how to protect the the little treasures that we have given them. Holiness protects you. It is powerful in the way that it does protect you. And how it separates you from this world. If you've ever seen how jewelry is kept, typically it's kept what? Separated. Things of great value are typically... What? They're separate. Why? Because they're set apart. They're peculiar. They're special. Just like we are, according to the Word of God. We are set apart. We're just passing through. But I'm going to try and bring as many people with me as I possibly can in this wonderful Word that Jesus has allowed me to preach and teach and the wonderful truth that has been given to me. We. We have to protect this. How do I protect. The treasure that God is creating in me. And that he wants me to share. Well it's simply through. His word of God. Getting down on your knees. Praying and finding out what. God wants from me, and it's pretty easy. If you're in his word, uh, understanding what God wants from you is actually very simple. He wants what? Obedience. Number one, obedience is greater than sacrifice. What does that mean? Well, if you obey, you'll sacrifice correctly. You'll get in trouble if you're not obeying and you're just sacrificing. Obedience and submission some of the greatest things you could possibly do in the word of God. is obeying. Like, Lord, I don't know why you want me to do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm submitting myself to you. I'm listening to you. It doesn't go against the word of God anywhere. That's how you gauge if you know who you're talking to is God, by the way. Because God will never go against his word, and if you're entertaining spirits which is kinda what prayer is and it tells you to do something you're not supposed to do and it doesn't line up with the Word of God odds are you're being influenced by the wrong thing and that's a very real situation that's not fake that happens all the time that's the reason why we have so many of these people who are claiming that they're Jesus Christ or so many different religions that claim certain things because because an angel came down and told me, Mormonism. Moroni was here, showed me some, some stuff, and it was really cool, and it has nothing to do with God. And I couldn't discern against it, because I guess I didn't know where Galatians told me that even if an angel comes down, then let the angel be accursed. Let everyone who speaks false prophecy be accursed, but, but the treasure that you have is real. Don't listen to any of the garbage that's out there. Don't listen to the, to the new doctrines or the new philosophies or the mainstream, because you are set apart. You're, you're, you're pure. You're, you are right. You are in the righteousness and the holiness of, of God. Why? Because you're obeying, you're submitted to the word of God. And if these people were submitted and they were obeying, then guess what? They would be over in your jewelry box. If we could all just stand. A lot of us, we are diamonds in the rough. And God looks at us and he smiles. And he sees us in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our sin, in the midst of, in the midst of our situations. And he says, "I can't wait till they get out of that. I can't wait till they make it through. I can't wait till they see the other side of their situation. I can't wait till they see, right now they're, they're feeling it. I know what they're feeling. I know what they're going through. But as I'm cutting off little pieces of things that I need to cut off out of their life as I'm putting pressure on them, They're going to come out beautiful, strong, incredible, used in this world. They're going to be powerful with the experiences that they have to show this world who I am. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, mighty God. The treasures... The treasures in this world do not matter. They will rust and they will, they, will, they will fall apart. And I won't even remember them in ten years. But God, your treasures are forever. Your treasures are forever in heaven and in my heart. Oh God, I want to seek after you, Lord. I want to seek after you, God. Let's just go ahead and lift our hands up and pray. Mighty God, we love you. We praise you. We exalt you. Thank you, Lord, for the cross. Thank you, Lord, for where it all started in Calvary, the cross. Thank you for your sacrifice, Lord, for my life. Oh, Lord. Have my thoughts be your thoughts, Lord. Have me seek after your spirit of righteousness and holiness, God. Teach me how to To win this world, Lord, through the instruction that you have given us in the word of God. Oh, Lord, that we would protect our treasures, Lord. God, that I need need a little more patience in my life. I need a little more love in my life, Lord. I need a little more gentleness in my life. Lord, replace my anger with some peace. Replace my struggle, God, with some joy. Oh, Lord, let me seek after you. Let me seek after the things and the fruit of God. Have it shape me. Oh, Lord, have us be powerful witnesses out into the world. Because those are the treasures that truly last forever. Our souls are in a battle with Satan in this world, God. And if we can pull those souls out of the, out of the hands of Satan, Lord, and we can bring that treasure up t- with us to God in heaven, oh, that's an eternal treasure. That's something that's kept up in heaven, and that's what I, I want in my life. Change my mindset, Lord. That I would be fruitful and prosperous into the kingdom of God. And not in this world. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen.